Welcome. You're listening to Sunday Sermons from Catalyst Church San Diego, where we want to see our community, city, and world changed by the gospel. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas from our family and from all of us at Catalyst Church. I heard this story about a mother and her young child. It's a little girl. They get into this skyscraper and the mother is about to take her little girl into an elevator for the first time. You know, I'm from New York City and they say in New York, you can tell who the tourists are because they all look up at the buildings. And the mother was taking her little girl into a building just like this one. So they get into the elevator and the little girl, she, she starts, her eyes get wide and she is amazed as these doors, they close. And when the doors open, it's a brand new floor. And so they asked the little girl, they said, what was it like for your first time in an elevator? And the little girl said, you know, mom and I went into a box and the doors closed. And when the doors opened, the upstairs came down. You know, that story, in a, in a way, that story is what we celebrate at Christmas time, that God came down to us. In the Bible, John describes that in the Bible as that the word became flesh. It says in John 1, verse 14, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we observed his glory. The glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And John starts off in this verse by telling us that the Word became flesh. In other words, God came down to us and took on a human body. God thought enough of people, He thought enough of His creation to step into our place and into our time and to take on a human body. That miracle is an incredible miracle, and it's the miracle that we celebrate at Christmas. Isaiah prophesied in the Old Testament. The prophet Isaiah talked about this in Isaiah 7, 14. He talked about it this way. He said, therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. See, the virgin will conceive, have a son, and name him Emmanuel. You might wonder as you are hearing that verse, why is the virgin's son named Emmanuel? Isn't he Jesus? Well, the word Emmanuel there means God with us. And this name represents who this miracle baby will be. That this baby, this baby born of a virgin, miraculously, will be God with us. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is the Word who has become flesh. Not only did the Word become flesh, but also the Word dwelt among us. He imagine you spend time and you are learning from this rabbi. You know, it's the first century. You're in Israel. The teachers are called rabbis. What would it take for you to go from, I am, this is someone that I am learning from, to this is God and the flesh walking and talking among us. What would it take? 
Would you have to see that rabbi heal the sick? Would you want to see him make the blind to see? Would you want to see him make the deaf to hear? Maybe you'd want to know this rabbi could control nature and be able to tell the winds and the waves to stop. Maybe you'd want to see this rabbi raise the dead. Well, these words, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, they come from someone who spent time day after day with Jesus. For at least three years, day after day, walking with him, spending time with him, listening to him. In fact, John writes about this experience that he had walking and talking and observing Jesus. He writes about it in a letter. He wrote a letter called 1 John. And in 1 John 1 verse 1, he says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. John says, listen, we heard him, we saw him, we observed what he said, we spent time with him, and he's excited. He's excited to tell you who Jesus is because of the time he spent getting to know Jesus. You know, I know a woman, and she was... Uh, was a big fan of a celebrity growing up. It was a singer, a performer, you would know if I told you the name. And she had grown up, she had uh, bought all her music. This was back when you would actually go to a music store and buy a CD. So she had all her CDs and she listened to this performer and she was just, she was in awe of her. She knew all her songs. She would tell her friends about this celebrity. they talk about her. And then one day, to her surprise, she got to go to a concert, and it wasn't a concert for that performer, but she found out that this performer she grew up listening to, that she grew up just, just idolizing, just, just loving this performer, she found out that that performer was at the concert. And so after the concert, you know, they, she ran to the back of the club where the concert was at. She went to the back of the club, and she waited there. She said, maybe, just maybe, the celebrity will come out, and I can get a chance to, to meet her. And sure enough, she did. She, the, the celebrity walked out of the back. And the, the connection that this, that this lady had with a celebrity was different than what she thought of the celebrity in her mind. She was less impressive in person. In fact, she was a little rude, to be honest. She just kind of pushed by her as, as the, the woman was trying to say, hi, hello. She just pushed by her, ignored her, didn't have time for, for her, and she just hurried off into her limousine, and off she went. You know, it's interesting. When you start to dwell around somebody that you have one picture of in your mind, you start to live with them, start to dwell among them, start to, start to get to know them. Oftentimes, they're not as impressive as you thought. You start to see the flaws. You start to see the, the, the little intricacies you didn't see before. Maybe you were blinded a little bit. But as you spend time around them, you start to see, oh, this person is flawed like me. But what's interesting is that with Jesus, it's different. With Jesus, the people who spent time with him day after day after day with Jesus they become more excited about him. They they start to they start to get more in awe at how glorious he is. And you know, this is 
that was true back then and this is true today, that the more time you spend with Jesus, the more in awe you are of him. The more you understand who he is, that he is God with us, the more excited you become. Well, it says that the word became flesh, the word dwelt among us. And third, it says that the word has the glory of God. John says it this way, verse 14, the word became flesh, dwelt among us. Then he says, we observed his glory, the glory as the one and only son from the father, full of grace and truth. We observed his glory. This is an amazing statement from John, who's, don't forget, is a Jewish man from Israel. He is saying, we observe this glory. The glory is of the one and only Son from the Father. He's saying that, the, that God came down to us. He's saying that the glorious God of Israel, the God of the Hebrew Scriptures, the God I've, I've grown up and learning about and, and, and I've heard about all the stories of what he did in Israel, God has come down to us in Jesus Christ. And he says, we observed his glory. Glory refers to the radiant splendor, the beauty, the perfection of who God is. The writer of Hebrews, he describes it this in this way about the glory of God and Jesus. He says in Hebrews 1 verse 3, the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact expression of his nature, sustaining all things by his powerful word. Glory is something intrinsic to Jesus, is something intrinsic to God. You know, you think of this, this, this idea of being in, something being intrinsic to something. What does it mean that glory is intrinsic to who God is? You talk about water, and you know that water is wet because that's the way water is. Water is, is wet, wetness is intrinsic to the nature of water. Or you think of the sky, and you look up the, at the sky, and you see that the sky is blue. And, and the blueness of the sky is intrinsic to what the sky is. We think of the sun. The sun is hot. And being hot is intrinsic to the sun. And now it doesn't matter what you think about the sun. The sun is hot. It doesn't matter what you think about water. Water is wet. Or the sky is blue. And God is glorious intrinsically. It's part of his nature. Whether you recognize it or not, God is glorious. Whether you whether you like the fact that he is glorious, it doesn't matter. God is glorious. Whether you don't like it or whether you do like it, God is still glorious. It is in, he, that is intrinsic to who he is. And Jesus has the glory of God because he is God in the flesh. God came down to us. Well, the word became flesh, he dwelt among us, he was full of God's glory. And this last thing that John says in this verse, he says, the word is full of grace and truth. What did the glory of God reveal in Jesus? When God came down to us, what did we see? 
We saw that this God in the flesh is full of grace and truth. And it is a wonderful thing. It is a good thing. It is a glorious thing that there is grace and truth in Jesus. Grace is the undeserved favor of God. It's, there's nothing you can do to deserve grace. There's nothing you can do to earn grace. Grace is something that comes from someone in a high position and someone in a low position. And there's nothing you can do to earn it or deserve it. It is based solely on the fact of the authority of that person giving grace. And we are people who need the grace of God. Not only is Jesus full of grace, he is full of truth. Truth is something that is intrinsic to who he is. Because of who he is, he is true. John, he, Jesus describes himself this way. He says in John 14, verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to, to the Father except through me. Jesus says he is the embodiment of truth. And if you want to get to know who God is, if you want to be in a right standing with God, in a right relationship with God, you've got to know Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And he says that when you know the truth, when you know Jesus, it is a special thing. He's, he describes this in this conversation he has with his disciples. In John 8, verses 31 to 32, he says this. He says, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The miracle of Christmas is that God came down to us and that through faith in Jesus Christ, I don't have to be ashamed. I don't have to be stuck, enslaved to this old life I had. I can know the truth. I can know Jesus Christ. And knowing him will set you and I free. The greatest Christmas present you could ever have is to know real life in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if you put your faith in Jesus, he will set you free. God wants to give you a new life, and it's a new life that only comes through faith in Jesus. God hasn't left you alone. God came down to us, and it is my prayer that this Christmas, you know the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ, and that through faith in Jesus Christ, you will know his freedom and the life that he has for you. Merry Christmas and God bless. Thank you for listening to Sunday Sermons from Catalyst Church San Diego. If you're in the San Diego area, we would love for you to visit us. Our church is at 6038 Cumberland Street in San Diego, California. We meet every Sunday for our worship service at 1030 a.m. You can reach us anytime by visiting our website at catalystchurchsd.org or emailing us at info at catalystchurchsd.org.